hope you are well. Uh, this week, we're going to cover some incredibly important topics. Uh, among them, uh, Elf on the Shelf and Language Fluency. That's that's on tap for today. Um, oh, I hear sirens. I don't know if you can. I don't know if that's coming through on the mic. I haven't gotten used to German sirens. Um, every time I, I hear, you know, they're different from American sirens. Every time I hear German sirens, my first thought is they're chasing Jason Bourne. That's just what goes through my head. I feel like in every Jason Bourne movie that I saw, which I think was only two, let's be honest. But uh, there was a high-speed chase with uh, the Polizei. So... Um, you know, it's uh, it's something. Uh, every time I hear it, I just picture Jason Bourne blaring down the street with uh, cops behind him. It's probably not that. It's probably just a, a fire truck or an ambulance because uh, I, I don't really see the police very often here. It's weird. Um, not not a big visible presence. However, there there is um, th- they do love their traffic cameras here. Um they they have traffic cameras. So when I'm traveling around and I've got on ways on my on my screen and it says uh, police reported ahead, it's it's 99% of the time it's not an actual police car. It's a a camera. And <clears throat> I know we have cameras in in America too, but they're again we also have a lot. I I was always when I was driving I was always worried about the actual police in the cars in the cruisers going down the road or in you know hideaways with their radar guns catching me speed traps uh, you know not that i i actually kind of i actually kind of drive uh quite conservatively let's be honest um but uh i'm built for comfort not for speed that's just a general life observation about me if you know me but uh the the there were cameras in in America, but not like here. Here, it's it's mostly the cameras that are that are clocking your speed. And there's one particular camera. This is this is frustrating. <laughs> there was there's one particular camera. So every day that that uh, my wife and I I take her to work every morning, pick her up every afternoon, uh, and every day we take this same route at, right at the juncture where we turn off to go to her work. And it, it, there's this sort of main strip, this main street that goes through town. Uh, and, and it starts at one end of town and goes all the way to the other. It changes names a couple of times. One of those kind of streets where it starts out at one end is this, this street and ends up another. But that's, that's not the point. The point is there's a traffic camera right, right on one end of it. Right as you're approaching this juncture to get up to the Audubon. And I don't know if they just think that people are going to be hot to trot to get on the Audubon. So they're already going to be speeding or what. But there's a traffic camera, and it's it's literally just built into the ground, like it's it's there permanently. This is not something that was rolled out. They do have, I think, mobile ones that they can set up at random places. But this one is just part of the city, and so you're driving, and you see this thing, this this sort of dark obelisk in the in the median, that's that's got these little uh, you know lenses on it facing both directions. So when we first got here, the people who, who picked us up and were showing us around town, they were like, watch out, by the way, for the speed cameras. They're, they take them very seriously. Don't speed. This is not, you know, in America, there's all this, oh, you can go five over. You can go seven over. I noticed people can just, by the way, adjust that number to whatever number they like to drive over. But um, they were the people here were like, do not mess with the traffic cameras. Just get your speed down. And already it's a problem because my I bought a U.S. car 
used used here and it has miles per hour and then it's got teeny tiny little kilometer markings so half the time i'm squinting down to see how fast i'm going anyhow but i'm i'm driving down this road and they say just watch out and they and they pointed this one out this this particular traffic camera they said watch out it's 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 right here it'll get you and and i i remember smugly thinking back in august well if you know it's there why would it ever get you? It's not like it's a surprise. You know it's there. It's, it's, it's always going to be there. So just slow down when you're going past it. I mean, like, how hard is that? Okay, so I've gotten two tickets from that. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Two tickets from that. I've been busted twice speeding past that. And you know how frustrating that is to me? Because I, I still think to myself, what kind of knucklehead speeds past a traffic camera that he knows is there? And then I have to look in the mirror and go, oh, <clears throat> that kind of knucklehead speeds past the traffic camera. I mean, what? Oh, it's very aggravating that, that I've done this twice. And, and it's, it's both times I was, I was talking. One time I was, I was talking to my wife in person in the car and another time I was talking to her on the phone and I'm not blaming careful I'm not blaming my wife I am blaming how I can't multitask worth a hoot okay there's there's I can't if I have a conversation then all of the driving function goes away apparently I'm just not paying attention I'm talking and so I just I'm going to let the life carry me along and I just sped past twice twice and so you get this lovely little uh, letter in the mail that has a, a really shockingly high res picture of you. <laughs> I was I was like, nice camera work, by the way, officer. Like looking good. Uh, I mean, I wasn't looking good because I look like me, but I I mean, I was impressed. It was there was no denying. Let's put it that way. There was no way to say that's not me because it was like that's a very good shot you got there. I, I think that was better than my wedding photos. So, you know, it, it was it was amazing. Um, just you think to yourself, I, I'm smarter than that. But turns out you're not, which, there's, it, you know, there's something there's something there uh, that's maybe uh, the story of my life. I thought I was smarter than that. That'd be a that'd be a good uh, that'd be a good title to the to a memoir. I thought I was smarter than that. Anyhow, um, two tickets from a speed trap that I know is there every dang time and that I drive every day twice so yep I'm a genius anyhow <clears throat> how, how's everybody on, on on the Christmas preparations we're getting close here it's very exciting uh we're, we're at the midpoint almost the midpoint of the month here and uh Christmas is coming up in two weeks uh very very excited very excited um I'm excited, especially because did I say especially? Especially, I, I it's if if I just said especially, I think I said especially, and it just sounds bad. I think I must have a dry mouth. I'm going to take a sip of water, but I'm very excited because my kids are coming into town uh, this week. <sighs> Drink your water, kids. It's good for you. Um, very excited. Our, our kids, our twins went off to college back in August. And when we moved over here to Germany, we haven't seen them since. And um, 
you know, a lot of change this year, a lot of big change. And we, we really miss our kids. And so we're excited to see them. And we've been, we've been sort of uh, holding back. I mean, we've done, we caved in and did a little bit of decoration, but like we haven't gotten a tree and we're, we're yet, we're just waiting because we kind of want to do that with the kids because we've always done all this stuff with our kids and it's very exciting. And, and, but we've, we've kind of opened the tubs that had like our Christmas decorations and we've been sort of surveying and laying out like, okay, what do we want to use in this new space that we're in? And we discovered the elves on the shelves, man. Uh, Elf on the shelf. We had two because we had twins and by golly, we're going to have two of everything. But we had the uh, Elf on the Shelf. If you're, if you're not familiar with Elf on the Shelf, first of all, if you're not familiar with Elf on the Shelf, congratulations. That's so good for you. Um, Elf on the Shelf is, uh, I, I, it's a, I don't know if they have it over here in Germany. I haven't, I haven't noticed. But it's a, it's a well, frankly, it's a shameless marketing thing. Um, capitalism at its finest. You, you, you uh, sell a doll to your family that I think, if I'm remembering this right, this is many years ago when we got these, uh, the elves, that you, you get a doll with a book, and the book has a little story, and basically the story is this. The, the elf is, it's kind of like the toys in Toy Story. They, you can't see the elf moving around. The kids can't see the elf moving around. Um, you know, if, if they come into the room, the elf's going to freeze. And so, uh, but, but when they're asleep, the elves are, you know, doing many, many things. And so the, the idea was that you would hide the elf kind of somewhere in your house each night. The parents would. I'm sorry, spoiler. If there are any kids listening, the elves aren't real. Um, but we're going to get to that. You would hide the, this toy somewhere in your house at night. And, um, and you would put this up there. And yeah, I say up there. You can put it wherever you want. Um, you, you know, <laughs> somebody once, somebody once hid it in my, in my brother's oven. They thought it'd be funny. My brother, my brother walked in, got up early one morning and thought, I'm going to do something nice for the family and I'm going to make cinnamon rolls. So he just goes over and preheats the oven. And, um, yeah, that was a bad end for that poor elf. But anyhow, <clears throat> you can hide the elf somewhere. It's good to communicate about where you've put the elf, everybody, just for the elf's safety. Tell, tell someone I, I put the elf in the oven. But, uh, you know, you, you hide this thing and the kids come out in the morning and they're like, I wonder where the elf went last night. And you look around and they're like, oh, look, he's up on the piano. Oh, he's on the bookcase. Well, you know, we live in the Internet age, right? So we've got a, we've got a world in which uh, the, the whole, you know, we, we've got everything is, is an event that has to be shared with the world. And, and there's always one-upsmanship involved. And so the elves on the shelves became a, a, an internet thing. You know, people would post, look at what I did with my elf on the shelf. And, and things were really elaborate. You saw people who had that perfect intersection of uh, creativity and too much time on their hands. And they would, they would come up with these incredibly elaborate uh, scenarios for the elves involving props and staging and rearranging furniture. And of course it would go out on the, on Facebook or wherever, and you would see this and then it, you would feel insecure as a parent if you didn't also stage, you know, a Steven Spielberg level elf event every night. And so we got these elves and, and we, we wanted to really, really go out there. And my wife happens to be very, very creative and imaginative. And so 
she was hot. She was hot on this. Like this will be fun. And and you know, and I I thought it would be too. Um, turns out, well, yeah, we'll get there. But uh, so you know, the first night, I think my wife made like a race course in the living room. So she like took the kids' toys and and other other members of the toy family in the household. You know, so like it was like the elves were riding a little car or a truck, you know, a Tonka truck or something that our kids had. They were driving it and racing against the teddy bear. And, you know, it was this whole thing. And they were like, they'd taken utensils or pencils or something and made a, like a track through the living room. It was, it was really cute. It was really honestly very cute and creative. But then you realize sort of the, like, Oh, but you're not allowed to touch the elf. That's one of the rules. You're not allowed to touch him during the day. So now we're like walk, trying to walk through the living room. Like, oh shoot, I gotta, I gotta go around because they're the elves. I can't. You know, my kids are like, Daddy, don't touch the elves. Oh, okay, all right. So, so you know, the other problem with this is we started doing it on I think December the first. I think I don't know if that's what the book told us to do. Again, I began to call it the tyrant on the shelf because. Now you you had this this expectation towards the end of the evening I'd be looking up at the elf and he'd be looking back at me with that dead-eyed smile that all toys have like what are you going to do tonight and again my wife took the brunt of it that first year cuz she had the creativity but I mean the problem is we also peaked too early cuz once you do like a race course in the in the living room where do you go from there well we had one time a zip line going through the house we thought at least if we get it off the floor we could duck under it to get through our own home and not be held captive by two dolls but we you know we 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 had a like a zip line going through that. I mean we tried all sorts and one time we put out like baking goods like they were making cookies in the night and got interrupted it was I mean Again, and you you would find yourself going on the internet going, what's cute that I can also pull off tonight? And, you know, if you're tired or exhausted and you look and you're, you know, we began to kind of have this one, two, three, not it. You know, like who's going to do the elf thing? Got through that first year successfully, you know, and then, you know, the kids were little. So it was kind of, you know, still magical for them. But we get to the point where. Uh, you know, it's time to say goodbye. And, you know, that's like December 24th. That's Christmas Eve. And then they like, they leave for the year, right? They leave and then they come back next year. So that's when we get to put them in a box in the attic. Um, And, uh, you know, I, I like, I kind of, you get back into it, even though you're sick of it, you're like, oh, they've really enjoyed this. And so let's do a big finish. And I literally created two dummy accounts, uh, email accounts and had the, you know, like their emails sent to the, house and I was like oh kids look the the elves emailed us with like a thank you note for such a fun year like we were really trying we were trying um and and then you know life marches on and you you keep going well the next year you know you open that box and see them looking up at you you know after Thanksgiving you look in and you a cold shudder you know runs down your spine you're like oh I forgot about the elves we got to do that again this year I got to do the elves again. Come on. Like, this is terrible news. I don't want to do the elves. Don't make me do the elves. I don't want to do the elves. Don't do it. (laughs) But you have to because the kids are still young and small and they're like, Daddy, Daddy, are the elves going to come back? You're like, oh, I'm sure they are. I mean, I think maybe they were in an accident. I'm not sure, son. It could be bad news. You never know with elves. They have a pretty short life expectancy. And I know, you know, my wife's nudging me like, stop it. 
stop. You're going to scar them. And I was too late for that. They're probably, they're my children. They're scarred. But anyhow, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll do it again. And so you do, you know, after a couple, three years of this, you're like, okay, come on. It's time to move along. Like none of this is real. Okay. We're tired and, and and you begin to decline on the quality. Like what like the, the second year my wife and I were like, all right, we'll split this 50-50. We'll alternate nights. You know, and you could tell my nights were, were not great. You know, the kids would get up and, and the this is the other thing is the first thing that would happen when they'd wake up is they'd go out running out of their room looking for ours were we named ours snips and boom. I don't know where those came. Snips and boom. Uh and uh they would come out, where are snips and boom? Where are snips and boom? You know, and um, even even my wife in a tired, exhausted state came up with something way better than me every time. I would do things like stick them on the sofa with a remote control between them like they were watching TV. I'll put it on, you know, oh, look, they were watching The Godfather last night. That's so weird. So was I right before bed. You know, I it, that's you just you kind of lose the sparkle on the whole thing. And, and you could tell you could see the kid's disappointment. It registered, you know, but. Uh, we were we were at least half-hearted by but by the end and I I think it was by the third year it was getting pretty rough and the kids I think I you know I feel like the kids knew somehow but but they were acting like they did I don't know it's it's tricky to tell with like a you know an eight-year-old I I don't know what they know and don't know um it's tricky with a 19-year-old I don't know what they know and don't know um but they you know, they were, they would be very excited, but we were just, we were really winding down. And I, I think, I think what happened is the last night and I, it was not like New Year's Eve. It was, it was probably short of that, but it was my turn. And I decided that what I was going to do was just have the elves. Cause I, right before bed, I always set the coffee to brew. So it's awake. Uh, the coffee's awake. I'm not, but the coffee will be awake. Um, and, you know, so I set the timer on the coffee machine so that when I get up, I can have a cup of coffee. And I think I was like making coffee and my wife came in and was like, don't forget, you're on for the elves tonight. And I was like, oh, shoot. Gotta be kidding me. The elves. And so I was like, well, elves like coffee too. So I like, I like, put coffee mugs in their arms and like I think I poured some eggnog in it which is a terrible waste of eggnog and I I was just like that's good good enough good enough they're they're drinking some eggnog or something I I I don't remember it had something to do with they were just basically next to the coffee maker with mugs and that was my decoration for the night and and the next morning I can't remember honestly which kid it was It, it if if it was my son or my daughter but Somebody, the advanced team bolted, beeline in. The advanced team came in to see where the elves were, stopped dead in front of the counter in the kitchen and saw the coffee maker, saw the the elves, saw that it was legitimately lame. And then there was this beat while they registered. And then, again, I don't remember which kid was yelling to, to which one. I don't, I can't keep it straight in my head. Such is the problem with twins. And one of them yelled back, never mind, don't bother coming. It's not very good today. And and that was it. That was, I was done. And I just, I I looked at whichever child it was. And again, they're going to need therapy. 
I, I was like, hey, you know what? You know what? Look at me. You know what? There's no such thing. These are toys. We bought them at Barnes and Noble. They're a ripoff. You know who the elves are? I'm the elf. Mom's the elf. We do the work. We're the ones hiding these. We were tired last night. We didn't want to do it. So this is what you get, kiddo. You know what? I, I, I'm sick of it. I'm done with the elves. They're just toys. You, really? Did you not know that? They're toys. They're, they're, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to do this anymore. This is not, it's, it's all us. The toys, no Santa Claus. It's us. It's my paycheck that pays for those. We wrap the toys. We do the thing. There's, there's, get over it. That's it. You know, and this poor child of mine looked up like, wow, he's got problems. Again, not, not wrong. You know, it's not, I don't think it's my best moment parenting. Um, but it's uh, what happened. It's what happened. And uh, I guess this is to this week on the podcast is it's confessional time. I confess that uh, I hate the elves on the shelves, man. And uh, and, uh, I, you know, there was probably some mutual mutual trauma. The kids and, and I with the elves, uh, I was traumatized by the elves and my kids were traumatized by me disabusing them of the elf magic. So, um, yeah, so that's one I don't think we're going to uh, restore here uh, in Germany, uh, in, in our home. I think uh, the elves are, are going to uh, just stay in the box um, and uh, they'll, they'll just live there, live forever in a box in the attic. Snips and boom. Rest in peace. Anyhow. I hope your I hope your Christmas preparations are going well. I hope you are, uh, you know, having a, a a festive lead up to the holiday. Um, if you don't celebrate Christmas, obviously, I hope that your your any other festivities you take part in are going well, and that you um, are having a joyful time one way or the other. So this week, um, the topic at hand uh, is is from a former student of mine, Zoe, who. Uh, sent me something about language fluency. And Zoe was, she knows I'm trying to learn German and she has studied French for many years. And she sent me a, a message and was just sort of talking to me about, about her experience and not feeling like fluency was, you know, it just seems like it's always far off. And can you ever learn to be fluent? And, and uh, what are my thoughts on learning a language and what are my plans? And so I was thinking a lot about this because obviously it's on my mind every day, every day. I am aware every day that I am operating from a deficit linguistically here. Uh, although I can see glimmers of hope, I can, I can now recognize words and, uh, and, and actually sometimes I can see words that I don't know, but they're, they're, you know, made up of three other words that I do know. And I, and I think, I think I, I bet this means that. And I'll, as soon as I get home, I'll look it up. And sure enough, I was right at least two times on that deal. But, you know, I'm beginning to pick up some things. I'm not confident at all, but I am, I am occasionally overconfident in funny ways. I, it is revealed to me that whatever progress I think I'm making, I'm still, I'm still behind. So, so I, I was, I went to go to a, a, a like a kind of like the German Best Buy. It's called Saturn, and uh, 
went to this place to pick up something and I had learned because we had to buy a few things, you know, that are on like European voltages. So I've been in there before and I've learned that when they, you know, you go up to the counter and you're checking out, they ask you typically if it's, a, you know, any kind of plug in item, if you want a warranty, like you want an extended warranty on the thing. So I was feeling pretty good uh, about handling this because I've, I've begun to reach the place where if it's a, a routine conversation, I can kind of. I can kind of fake it in German a little bit. I can kind of get through like making reservations at a restaurant, which you have to do just because there aren't a ton of restaurants. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of competitive. It doesn't mean the restaurant's fancy. It just means you need a table. So I have to make reservations a lot. And then like this place where I know they're going to ask me, you know, if, if I, if I want an extended warranty and I'm, I'm kind of learning, all right. And I know I can kind of pick out the words and I can, I can respond semi convincingly. But this day at Saturn, I was caught off guard because I got through the initial, you know, greeting and buying and the, uh, the, or the, you know, the scanning and then the, do you want an extended warranty? And, and I said, you know, nine bitter. And, and then he had another question and I was lost because I was like, what, what are we I, there aren't, there isn't supposed to, you're, I'm supposed to turn down the warranty and then you tell me the number of euros I need to give you. And then I say, vielen Dank and out we go. Like that's, that's the routine. Why are you deviating? Like I've answered the question. So there were two items in the basket. My wife was with me. We had one electronic item that I was, we were declining the warranty on. And then there was a pair of socks I knew they didn't offer extended warranties on socks, so I was very unclear. I had answered the question on the warranty. I don't know what other questions there are. Paper or plastic, they don't really do bags around here. You got to bring your own. Like I was like, I don't think, I don't know what else. I'd already had my card out, so there was no question. Am I paying cash or card? Like what on earth could we possibly be talking about at this point? What are we talking about? So, of course, I had to then apologize for existing. I'm so sorry. I'm, uh, I'm dumb and clueless, and I don't fully speak German, and you've caught me. Do you happen to speak English? Um, at which point, the sales guy turned to a coworker because I guess his English was uh, roughly the same as my German. So we were at a little bit of an impasse, but his coworker said, gift card. How much gift card? And I was like, I don't, what gift card? I don't have any gift card. Why are we talking about a gift card? So it turns out that the socks were a gift card or a gift certificate. That is to say, you give somebody a pair of, because we saw these funny socks that had like video game controllers on them and, and Christmas stuff. And we thought it'd be cute to give to somebody and, and we, we said, oh, let's get these just impulse buy by the counter. Let's grab these socks, these electronics socks. You know, they're like for, for some kid we know. And we were like, this will be fun. And, and turns out that the socks are actually, I guess the, the, the tab holding the socks, you pop that off and it's, it's a gift card you can take in and redeem. I don't know. It just looked like socks. I want to stress that... It looked like just a regular pair of socks that, you know, you hang up in any store on a little, it had a little hook and a little cardboard thing that stapled the socks together. And that, like, it, it 
I, I never, I, I'm very used to having to, to pull out Google Translate on my phone to make it through things, but it never occurred to me I needed to translate socks. Like that's that's really the funny part here is it never crossed my mind. Oh, I be, I better double check these socks and make sure that I'm getting socks. Never crossed my mind that socks could also be a gift card. It's deflating, I tell you. So I say that to say, hey, Zoe, yeah. I don't know. Fluency to me sounds a million miles away. And, you know, you hear everybody talk about, oh, you need to be immersed in a place this long or spend this many years or study this many years or reach, you know, C2 level. Or, uh, you know, I've heard people say esoteric things like, oh, you know, when you start thinking in that language or when you dream in that language, then you're really fluent. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is what I'm discovering here is that I'll never be fluent the way a native, you know, speaker is fluent. I'll, you know, somebody who grew up here. Because there's so many different ways of saying things. You know, English is funny. Uh, I had a, 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 a somebody I know who came to America from another country, and he made the comment, English is, is the strangest language. It's the only language I know where noses run and feet smell. And, uh, you know, when he said that, I thought, oh, that those phrase, that phrasing makes perfect sense to me. But I don't know that it would make sense to somebody who who comes comes over to America and hears that like your feet do what um, your nose does what. Uh, but this, these are the things we say that are just so f- common to us because that's what we grew up with. And I don't know that I would ever fully reach fluency to the point that every single nuanced idiom that's that's used in in conversation, you know, I I am I'm whenever I'm talking to Germans, I I always say, now how how do you say, like how would you respond to this? What phrasing would you use? Because when I'm doing translation, I'm often getting very literal translations, which it's often not how people talk here. Like, you know, you should have seen me trying to buy duck fat at the uh, at the butcher counter to, to make some special roasted potatoes at Thanksgiving. I, I did not get the duck fat, by the way. I think you have to go to, to France to get duck fat. But, but uh, the look the woman gave me when I used the words I thought meant duck fat, I thought, am I about to get escorted off the premises? Because I don't, I don't know. That butcher gave me a look like, are you a serial killer? So, um, you know, I don't know what words are used in certain situations. If I do a one for one translation, I may not quite be catching the spirit of the of the concept as people say it here. So I here's the thing, though. You hear me laughing. I I I realized early on I had I had a choice here on the language. I could sit around and get really frustrated and and there were moments where it was frustrating and very stressful and it can still be st- stressful honestly like i i find myself after doing we did a bunch of errands on saturday and i found myself wanting to come home and just like take a nap because the mental processing that's having to go on is not something i i didn't have to process every part of my world when i lived in the united states but i'm constantly processing here and so it's it is tiring but I, I, you can, you can be really frustrated or, or resentful about that. Not that you were suggesting that, but that is an option. You can go, this really stinks and it's never going to happen. And I'm just mad. Um, uh, you're not, I, you're not the kind of person who would do that, but I think there are people actually, that's why they give up 
is they say, I'll never reach it, so never mind. But I, I look at it as, as this is a great opportunity for me to like not take myself so seriously and to have a little humility in my interactions with other people because the truth is really what this costs me, not being fluent in a language, it costs me convenience, uh, primarily convenience, and it also costs me, uh, it, or it's, it, it, it costs me the avoidance of interaction. That's a very cumbersome way to say that. Like, I think about the fact that somewhere in the last five to 10 years, and, and the pandemic only intensified it, we got, to be, we got to be a society, at least in Dallas, Texas, where I used to live, where you could manage to have almost no interactions with anyone. You can order all your goods off Amazon and have them left at your doorstep. You can order all your food off of, you know, DoorDash and, and let the person leave it on your front step. You can never have to talk to or interact with anybody. You can just do everything via the interwebs and, and tap, tap, tap and presto bango the world at my door. And, and I realize how many little conversations that cut out of my world in America. And here I can't do that. First of all, there's, it's, it's not, it's not the convenience culture that, that America is. But number two, because I'm, I'm always like, I'm always like trying to do things with one brain tied behind my back. I'm, I have to ask people for help all the time. I have to constantly say, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. Can you help me? And and I, I find that that practice of like, don't get bent out of shape, don't take yourself so seriously, just eat humble pie and ask for help. It, it's, you know what? Most people are pretty great about it. And, you know, and the Germans are, I would say, across the board, a more direct people than certainly than Southern Americans, pe- people in the, in, the, uh, in the South. You know, we have that sort of Southern gentility thing that um, I think some of it's an act, frankly, but, but nonetheless, it, it makes initial interactions fairly, uh, fairly mild. And here I, I, I get much more direct sort of answers to questions, but, but there's, a, there, there's a kindness in the fact that they're willing to explain something to me, and I am thankful for that, and I am trying to remember that those little human interactions are kind of part of what it's all about. Like human, inter- like human interaction is, is a good thing. I think we'd kind of gotten out of practice of human interaction for the last few years, except for with a very small group of people. But there's sometimes magic in those interactions. Uh, I had to go to a, 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 a thing setting up the rental of the house that we're in, and I talked to this person at the housing office, this German woman, and we were making some small talk. And of course, I was getting things wrong and misunderstanding things. But then we were looking over stuff and then I noticed some pictures on her wall and then we got to talking and I heard about her kids and her ex-husband and her trip to, uh, you know, Egypt. And, and, and by the end, I said, well, you know, I thank you so much for your help. You've been great. She said, well, this took too long because we laughed too much. And then she kind of you know, gave me a sly smile. Like we, we laughed and we did, we laughed a lot at several things and that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't a big ding dong sitting there trying to piece together and getting it wrong. But this just, you know, okay. So that's part of the deal. It's all right. We had a laugh. She was great. She was charming. It was a fun interaction and I'll treasure that. And those little interactions, right? I think, I think those are kind of pure gold. 
I think those are pretty great. And so I, I, I think you keep trucking away at fluency. I will too. Remember, you are 10 years way ahead of me and actually probably 20 years because you started when you were young and I'm doing this when I'm old and crusty and I can tell my brain is, is, uh, lacks some neuroplasticity. But, uh, you know, you're, you'll get there and along the way you'll have some uh, funny conversations with uh, the French who, I guess, you know, aren't necessarily known for, for, uh, for you know, taking their language lightly. They take it pretty seriously. But, hey, you're already 10 years down the road. You, 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 it's worth it. It's worth it. And along the way, we can just all be a little more humble and ask for help and it's it's not all bad. Anyhow, that's all I've got for this week. Uh I hope that uh you will have a lovely week. As always, remember I am not an expert on anything. Uh I'm just a guy trying to make sense of the world he lives in and hopefully leave it a slightly better place. With that in mind, I wish peace and love to everyone.